0: All right, guys, so we mentioned on the regular program that the Marine Corps Marathon is this week, and we are... Sunday, in fact. Sunday, and we've got a ton of listeners who are probably preparing for it. Mm-hmm. weather's going to be nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Is the weather outside going to be delightful?
0: It is. It is. Uh-huh. I, uh, I looked at the 10-day, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be 50s in the morning, so... You'd rather it colder, right, Joanna?
2: Optimal marathoning conditions are 43 degrees.
1: Well,
0: it could be. Could That's be. a little too specific, Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> could be much it's better. never
1: going to be. And, and for the two hours and, and uh, 29 minutes that I'm running my marathon, <laughs> it's not going to stay the same temperature.
2: Really? That's going to be your marathon time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Probably, well, right? I don't know. Listen, the, 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 the weather is out of
0: everybody's control. Uh, but,
1: except for super villains on James Bond. But, <laughs> or Storm. Mm hmm. Well, yeah. Do you know where that what, what uh, comic book franchise I don't ed, know from, Storm what that Storm references at all? Uh-huh. The X Men.
0: No. But I, I did want to talk about what you can control, which is you can prepare for the course. Mm-hmm. and That with, is something you can prepare you for. You can prepare for it. I think mental preparation. Is is very important in marathoning and kind of studying the course. You know, you don't have to get it really analyze it in every single uh, turn and nook and cranny or anything like that. But I do think it would be good to sort of visualize and prepare for the course. Uh, um,
2: I think it's also helpful though, so you know, like, well, this this part of the course there's going to be rolling hills, or you know, this is where there's going to be a big hill, so you can you can adjust your your date. race, yeah, your race plan, yeah, absolutely. for how the course is going to change.
0: We are going to bring on somebody who is very familiar with the course. Uh, it's senior editor of Run Washington Dixon Mercer. We've had him on the program before, but he's got a story coming out about uh, the Marine Corps Marathon course, all the different nooks and crannies. So
1: let's get him on the phone now. Does this count as his second appearance? I think it does. Yeah, yeah. even if it's a even if it's an asterisk episode. We're going to have to find that out. Good good question. All right, now we've got senior editor of
0: Run Washington on the line. It's Dixon Mercer. Dixon, how are you, man?
3: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am good. Um, so real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I know we've got just a short amount of time, but how is your baby Henry?
3: Man, he is great. Um, it's just, uh, it is it changes your life in an instant, you know? But, yeah. um it I am just so kind of content, I think, to uh make this transition to being being a dad um, every day. I think he just it's like he changes every day. It's a lot of fun figuring out a way to sneak my runs in. Right And you know
0: And he was born uh in September, right? Because I think my son is maybe a week older than Henry. What day was he born?
3: yeah henry was born september 8th
0: september so. 8th yeah james was born august 30th so
3: dixon, i know it's amazing it's we need to as soon as they're able to walk we yes. need to have a race between yes them. <laughs> absolutely i love it <laughs> well, you can do can, a crawling we can check race with them every year or so and <laughs> see how they're doing Ooh, we do
2: who do, you, who do you think wins this race mm,
0: i don't know i mean dixon is a better runner than me but julie made the olympic team so it, i don't know yeah it's there's it's gonna some good be- endurance genes on both <laughs> sides. Know, on both, and your and your wife is a stud runner too. So I I don't know. Seventy five percent of a the a four hour
3: marathon. Yeah. So
0: what's
1: that, Docs? Uh, 75% of the genes in this conversation are, are good distance genes. I think you guys are giving Farley too much credit. <laughs> way, way, too yeah. much credit. Hey, Dixon, uh, I, I have a baby question for you. Do you have any problems yeah. that you want to complain about on Strava? Because right that's now? what I do.
0: I complain. <laughs> I, you know what? His answer was way better. Docs was taking a shot at me. His answer was way better. I mean, I'm always going to like, it's great, but I slept like three hours last night.
1: No, Farley was like talking about, like he has this, this brand new kid in his life and he's complaining about like settings on his Strava
3: he
0: can't see the map yeah yeah okay fine
1: (laughs) okay
3: it is tough um you're just not ready to just be woken up randomly at exactly two four exactly and six no I
2: I really understand why I'm my parents favorite though
0: (laughs) yeah Joanna slept through the night apparently so Anyways, oh, yeah. anyways, uh, we want we had you on here. We could talk probably babies for the next mm-hmm. half hour. We got a short yeah, amount. Yeah, we could of time,
3: talk about that. <laughs> short of,
0: maybe another another podcast. Uh, but short amount of time to talk uh, Marine Corps Marathon and the course. What? Uh, so you've got an article coming out here in the newest Run Washington. Why are you writing the article? What uh, inspired you to do so?
3: So I ran uh, Marine Corps last year. It was my first time running the race. I was really excited to run it. Um I had was kind of coming off a string of bad marathons and I had kind of regrouped, uh taken a break from the marathon. I'd run some shorter stuff for a while. I just came into it really pumped up and it was cool. My wife actually did something really cool. She made a sign and um uh using the, you know, MCM calling it Mercer's comeback marathon (laughs) really cool. Nice. So I was just really jacked up for this race. And, um, I still remember kind of, um, jogging out to the start and it's just a really electric atmosphere, you know, and, the you know, the howitzer fires and, um, it just felt really good. I knew I, you know, was ready for the race and I felt like I was my old self again, running the marathon. And I ended up running a pretty solid, solid race. Um, I ran 234, 45-ish, um, I was 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I thought going in, I could run a little bit closer to 230. And then afterwards, when I looked at my uh, GPS data, um, I noticed that you know um, I didn't do a very good job um, running the race distance, I essentially ran uh, longer. And I've kind of come to a realization as I've started to wear a GPS watches and races more that um, essentially as I get older and as a PR requires more and more of a perfect race that I can't be doing things like running the tangents uh, improperly because I'm potentially leaving minutes on the course. Right. Um, and so my, you know, measurement on my watch was about, 26 6. And of course, um, there's quite a conversation these days around that in the sense that a lot of people will see a long measurement on their watch and then think the course was long. And what I kind of wanted to get across in this article is that it's very unlikely that the course was wrong or mismeasured. It's most likely that you yourself ran long because of the way courses are measured, requiring to be. Uh, measured uh to the shortest possible route
0: and we had bob thurston on this program and he talked about you know all the detailed work he does to make sure that it is measured right and they did have to remeasure this course dixon because it is a new course and we had you know uh rick Nealis on a a few weeks ago who talked about all the changes and adding distance in virginia so are you analyzing the new course that marine corps the, the marine corps marathoners will run next week
3: yeah right as bob said on Uh, The last time he was on Pace the Nation, um, it's a rare year that he doesn't have to make a change to the course. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost every year, the course is a little bit different. He's been measuring it since 1983. Mm -hmm. So um, I have been looking at this year's course. It is definitely not actually that much different than last year's. Um, He essentially adds um, an extra loop before you hit uh, spout run coming off Lee Highway. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, instead of hitting halfway, um, at the tip of Haynes Point, you're hitting, uh, halfway as you're kind of coming around Haynes Point, um, closer back to like Buckeye Drive. Okay. Um, so essentially kind of like shifts the course, like a mile. Um, you are, uh, crossing uh, the bridge at 19 instead of 20 basically. Um, but overall it's a, it's a pretty similar course to last year.
0: The, the, the article is called Running the Straight and Narrow. It'll be in uh, next week's Run Washington. I'm sure it'll be online as well at runwashington.com. Um, so give us some advice. You ran it last year. Uh, what could you have done better? What can our runners who are listening do better uh, to make sure that they run the actual straight and narrow?
3: Yeah, I think the first thing I want to say is that um, there are instances where you have a measurement on your watch um, that's, say longer than 26.2. And it's going to be an indicator that the course was long. There are instances where that happens. Um, one of our reporters ran a race in, um, uh, Indiana in April. And there was just this feeling afterwards that everyone had run long. And at first the race director came back and said, um, basically no, like, look, we, put all this time into certifying the course properly. Um, we require it to be measured along the shortest possible route. Um, but then a couple of days later I had to backtrack when they realized in setting up the course that the course was, was actually 0. 0.4 miles too long. Hmm. Now, when you look at what Bob Thurston does to certify this course, he talked about it in depth, um, the last time he was on the show, but, um, You know, he goes to the certifying process is so in depth that there's no way that you're going to there's really no way that the Marine Corps Marathon is going to be a long course.
0: It's not going to be point four long. No, I I agreed.
3: There's the possibility that uh, where things go wrong in the marathon to wind up having a long course is when is in the setup. Right. Mm -hmm. So you might take the certified course and then in the setup process, make a mistake. But think about it here for the Marine Corps Marathon. We're talking about basically like a military operation in terms of setting up this course. And Bob Thurston goes out in the morning on his bicycle and rides the course for, you know, God knows how many times he's ridden the course at that point. Rides the whole course again and makes sure that everything is marked correctly and set up properly. So the odds of ever having a long course at Marine Corps are very slim. Um, so I think the most important thing right up front is to accept that reality. Yep. Then in terms of running the course properly, you know, you really need to think about, um, this concept of the tangent and, you know, I, I understand the concept of, of tangents. You know, you're essentially running, um, corner to corner, you know, say you make a say you make a right turn and the next turn is left. A lot of people will immediately run all the way to the left side of the road instead of running diagonally, diagonally across the street. You know, you need to think about when you're running tangents, where is like my next turn coming? And I need to basically angle myself towards that turn. And sometimes it's trickier um, than it initially seems. Right. And what helped me really understand it was if you – um, go online and you actually look at Bob Thurston's certified course map, um, which you also mentioned on the last show that he produces these incredibly detailed hand-drawn maps. When you actually look closely at these maps, you'll see that he actually draws in the proper tangent you should run Hmm. into his map. And so for press time, the last issue, he didn't have that 2016 map. Um, ready yet. So we have like the 2015 map, okay. so you can kind of get a sense of that. But when we post the article online next week, we're going to include his 2016 map. So you can look at that map and see the tangent line drawn right into it. And it really helps to you visualize where you need to be during the course, because there's just times that you wouldn't think that, okay, I'm going around Haynes Point now. I should actually be on the right side of the road. And coming off the tip um, at Haynes point, I should actually be hugging the left side most of the way that wouldn't necessarily be that intuitive to me. But when you look at it on a map and you see it drawn that way, it makes a lot more sense.
0: So talk about, uh, you know, a lot of our, our listeners in the crowd will be, you know, in that five hour pace or six hour pace, you know, in that mid pack, it's difficult because there's so many people. Is there any tips or thoughts you can give to those guys?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, uh, It is really, really hard if you are in the mid-pack to run the course exactly the way um, it's certified because there are so many instances where you're running in um, a big crowd and you're so focused on um, essentially finding spaces in the road so you can keep going that you're often zigzagging. I talked to um, a runner named uh, um, Barbara Benson Mm -hmm. from uh, Springfield, And she missed qualifying for Boston um, at last year's Marine Corps by one second. And on her iPhone data, she actually had had run more than 27 miles on her iPhone. So, again, it's like it's not that that iPhone data is perfect. Of course it's not perfect. But clearly she probably ran longer than she needed to. And we're talking one second. Right. Um, And I also talked to a runner named uh Mark Lent and uh he is more of like a he's like a 420 marathoner um going back to uh Barbara um, Benson she's a 45 year old so you know she's trying to get under that 355 mark mm-hmm. um Mark uh is a, about a 420 marathoner he lined up correctly in his corral um but his experience is pretty typical and I liked the term he came up with. He referred to people as uh corral climbers. Essentially, they're lining up, you know, too far up in the, uh, mm-hmm. the race. Right. Um, and w- that's causing like a lot of extra, um, crowding on the course. Yeah. So, so if you're
0: going to run six hours, don't get in the four hour corral. Yeah.
3: That's right. It. Because you're, you're essentially, you know, making it a lot harder for people trying to yep. run their pace. If you run, if everyone lines up <laughs> right. where they should be, right. Um, in the corral that's going to be a much smoother late uh, race, and it's going to allow people to run a lot like closer um, to the actual race distance yeah. and so in um mark's experience, he found that it was very crowded um, early on and it took about maybe um, seven eight miles before he pretty much had a like a clear road and he was running with people that were essentially running his pace so I would say for the more mid-pack runner, um, maybe try to reduce your zigzagging a little bit early in the race. Think about that—that that, um, there might be too much of a cost to, you know, running back and forth across the road to try to um, get around people. But you know, you still potentially have half of your race if you're running the tangent line um, correctly or closer um, to the way it's laid out that you can still save yourself some time. I think you know, that's again, Barbara Benson one second.
0: Right. And that matters. Obviously Boston qualifying is uh, hugely important. It's going to be important for Joanna. So Joanna, when you run New York,
2: yeah, Dixon, I know sure. that you have a new baby and you're very busy, yeah. but maybe like when you're up, like at night, you could draw some tangents on the New for York North course for me. Yeah,
0: Cause <laughs> she, she doesn't want to say it, but she is trying to qualify for Boston. And, and, uh, I will, I will be heartbroken if she doesn't get it by a second and the pace, the nation audience will just, I don't know. There could be, there, there would be really upset fans that are, uh, of, of Joanna. So yeah. Well, Joanna, remember
3: too, um, you know, his sometimes advice. it's, it's, sometimes it's better to run with a pack, right? Yeah. I think, uh, if you could run in, the, in a pack, it's always easier. So in a race like New York, um, you know, I, I think Joanna, like you're going to find, um, a pack that's kind of dialed in on that pace and, you know, hang with them. That'll make it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do some digging with we'll uh, <laughs> well, that's New York a- marathon map. <laughs>
0: that is, that is, well, one thing about New York is it stays pretty much the same every year. So yeah, you, you yes. should, you should be able to find data on that. Unlike Marine Corps. Well, Dixon, that's awesome advice. I think, uh, yeah, knowing, you know, and there's not a lot you can do the week before the race, but kind of mentally preparing. So I think looking at those tangents and also knowing what to expect. If you're in that four-hour corral, know that by mile seven, it's not going to thin out by mile seven. If you're prepared for that mentally, I think it's going to be a lot easier to take, uh, you know, those first seven to ten miles. So that's, I think, really Yeah, I nice. agree
3: because this is really the time when you're thinking about a lot of the small details, yep, right? Yeah, right this is the point where you're actually thinking, well, what am I going to eat for breakfast that morning? Um, How how am I going to carry my gels, right? How much water should I be taking on the course? And I would just really try to recommend that people, you know, include this detail into their, like, sort of race plan um, the week of the race because potentially we're talking minutes here. Yep.
0: I agree. All right, Dixon. Well, the article is running the straight and narrow it's coming out in the print version of uh, next run Washington it's also going to be on runwashington.com. Uh so they you, you will have the updated map on the uh, the website and should that be out before the uh, before the actual race
3: yes it will so awesome. exactly so um, we'll share that article um, uh, we'll share that article before the race and people can go and and look at the map uh, right there so we'll share it with you guys so you guys can Tweet it out, and for we'll sure. be sharing it as well.
0: All right. Thank you, Dixon. He's the senior editor of Run Washington. It's Dixon Mercer. Dixon, thanks for joining us, man.
3: All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Good luck to all the Marine Corps marathoners. And do heed Dixon's advice. I think really good advice. All right. Thanks again to Dixon Mercer for joining us. I love the idea of the baby races. So Henry versus James.
1: Mm-hmm. Lisa. That's, that said was your took away. Up. The guy talked for <laughs> half an hour, <laughs> <No>. and... <laughs> I don't even know if that the baby races is, was just for the sound check <laughs> right. or if that was part of the show. I don't even remember right now, but yeah. uh, that, <laughs> that, that may be completely <laughs> uh, non-sequitur. Right. Agreed. Um, Fine. I just want to point out that in because the space-time continuum, we release things at different times, and we're talking about this being released earlier Yes. Than, than the main show. We've already recorded the main show. And some of the advice that, that Dixon gave, we already said. Yeah, not, we already said it. Right. Yeah, we're not plagiarizing. <laughs> but now it's going to sound like we're plagiarizing because it's going to come out in a different order. Good point. I'm not happy about that. Good point.
0: All good advice. This we, is why
1: we should. This is why we should have uh, Periscope our, all the time. Uh, like yeah, if well, we Periscope our sessions. Yeah. Then people will be able to do the Zabruder tape and and <laughs> oh really that. analyze it. Yeah. I
2: I think that for our <laughs> listeners, a lot of times people hear things and they forget it. So the more times they hear things, the more likely it is to stick with them. So I just want to get credit. All right. <laughs> all right. This is going to be. I on. just want everyone to run well. <laughs> this is going
1: that's on. very big yeah, of you yeah
0: this is going to be on the uh, run washington page thanks to dixon mercer if you're a new listener uh and, and you just found us through this run washington you're running marine corps check us out we're 77 episodes in it's pace the nation uh we we use uh a lot of uh what dixon and charlie do uh and they're oftentimes contributors on this show uh and vice versa so uh welcome to the program if you're new and good luck at marine corps
1: well just to Put a little asterisk next to that, vice versa. I don't think Dixon and Charlie ever have listened to anything I said, rightfully so. Hey, listen, they they, well,
0: I I will just say, Docs, that they Dixon quoted Bob Thurston Mm. and he credited the Pace the Nation podcast Mm. in the article. So, no, I they do use our stuff,
1: the podcast, yes, but but like I'm just breaking it down to me. Yeah, I don't contribute anything okay. to that that would be worth being in Run Washington, which is fine. I, I don't I don't fault them for that. I, I actually That's respect fair. them more I, as journalists
0: <laughs> because they don't because they don't. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again to Dixon Mercer. Good luck to all the Marine Corps marathoners. This is Pace the Nation. We are going to bring on somebody who is intimately familiar with the
1: course. Intimately. Senior (laughs) editor. Oh, my. (laughs) Senior editor (laughs) of his wife. (laughs) Senior editor. Just do it again.